From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Welcome in, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us out there. Just remember, I'm closer to you now. It's a big and wild outdoors, hour number two. We appreciate you tuning in this morning on this very kind of rainy Saturday. The rain is supposed to clear out by uh, later this evening, and Sunday's supposed to be beautiful. And and then uh, then the weekend is going to, I mean, the the start of the work week is going to be fabulous while we're all sitting indoors. So uh, today... (laughs) Uh, I know we had a lot of duck hunters out there on along uh, Gandy and uh, along Fourth uh, Street there between the Howard Franklin, and I uh, hope they did well out there today. And our uh, buddy Doug is out on the water as well. But one man who's over here in St. Petersburg to uh, spread the joy and uh, hang out at uh, an event happening over here in St. Petersburg is our good friend and uh, a lover of everything that is pork is Mr. Bill Burkett from Pork Canning Barbecue. Welcome in this morning, my friend. Thank you, sir. Uh, thanks for having me. You don't have to call me, sir. You don't see no stripes on this arm, my friend. <laughs> and Bill's just become one of my favorite people because he walked in with a bag full he of goodies. He walked in with a huge bag, and then he started spouting off things. We're like, shh, let's hear the menu on the air. Make us drool while we're trying to speak for a living. Uh <laughs> Uh, Bill, of course, if you don't know what he does, uh, the man, uh, he serves our country and he does it in a, an extremely well manner. And, uh, he also serves on both ends because when he gets his butt back home, he, uh, fires up the big old smokers and the grills and gets out there and starts cooking some of the best barbecue around, uh, not just for, uh, his own enjoyment and for his 9,000 children that he has that he brought with him today. All boys, by the way. <laughs> Poor mama. So I know that's one big stinky house, man. I know that. Uh, I was one of three boys, and I know that oh, yeah. it took its toll. Every time I see that, not to get off topic, but every time I see that commercial about Febreze where it says Billy, you know, thinks his room smells okay, but his mom sees this, and it's nothing but socks hanging everywhere. As with three boys in the house with my mom and my dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was, uh, yeah, it gets pretty nasty. So good luck with that, Bill. Yeah, it's uh, it's always been a challenge. When we had one, we thought we were overwhelmed. Uh, my wife and I just thought we're never going to be able to go out now. And now that we have three, as long as we hear two of them alive in the house, <laughs> we're, we're good. As, as long as we're batting over 50%, yeah. you know, and, and you know, you, you saw all three of them. Well, I'll tell you yeah. what, the middle child, he is hard to keep alive. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he goes, he's you're gonna had be, a lot If of you're going to be dumb, you're going to be tough, that oh, kind of deal? He, well, his name is Duke. Oh, perfect. There you go. Well, you know, the good thing about having three is that you always have two there that are one is a witness and one will tell the truth. And so uh, the good thing about it, too, is if one of them actually does get injured that bad, one of the two will actually go, Dad, Duke's bleeding really bad. Yeah, you might need to come in here. You know, you might want to come in here. but uh, good on you being blessed with uh, three handsome boys that we just turned loose in the radio station somewhere. Kinda, so if we start like smelling the, uh, smoke, commercials, we- <laughs> first kid, nice, easy yeah. with the bath. Yeah. Second kid, throw him in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> but now, you know, the good thing is, is that we just uh, put him in the back and hose him off. There you go. <laughs> well, now you got three boys who uh, will carry on the hopefully the uh, cooking cr- tradition of their father, because I know my dad was, believe it or not, the main cook in our house. Uh, being of Cajun descent, uh, you know, you can't get them away from something cooking. So 
he was a great influence, and now I became, even in my uh, domestic life, became the main cooker in the house. Not to say that my wife and my mother are horrible cooks, but let's just say it's limited to about four or five things. And yeah, then, and, yeah we, uh, we're, we're starting to carry on the tradition. Uh, last year at Pig Fest, my oldest expressed a lot of interest in doing the kids' queue. And so we signed him up for that. Uh, he was seven years old at the time, and uh, he actually ended up uh, competing in that. And of course, his younger brother wants to, you know, help out because older brother's doing it. And so sure. both of them uh, got a couple of raw steaks and a couple of raw pieces of chicken, and they were able to grill that on their own, do all the prep work, you know, slice up the lettuce and and, and do everything and, and present it to the judges and. They're going to do it again this year. That's awesome, man. Sweet. As long as it's not the red-edged lettuce, because uh, that'll yes. get you kicked out. The right red-tip lettuce. What's the temperature on the steak? Uh, temperature on the steak is about 130 degrees internal. Yes. 125, medium. 130. Medium, medium, medium. That's yeah. all good. Ah, yes. Well, uh, speaking of food, you're not over here today to do anything like that, are you? You're not cooking today? No, I, I only brought you guys some food. Um, I, I did an event yesterday. I, uh, I took uh, Drew Garabo and the guys out at 1025 on the Bone mm-hmm. uh, lunch uh, for their toy drive out in uh, Pinellas Park. Yep. And uh, I had a lot of food that I cooked, and I thought, I don't, I don't think that they're going to eat all this. So I actually left some of the food at home, um, <laughs> which was a mistake on my part. Exactly. All the food was gone. <laughs> um, but, uh, hey, I, we're I, talking I, about radio people, man. <laughs> Trust me, that food's going to go. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So – you know, that, that was a great drive that we did yesterday. Uh, me and uh, one of the other Green Berets that I work with, uh, he and I went out there and served up uh, some uh, food uh, to some folks out there, uh, pork belly, you know, uh, pork gas and meatloaf, and then the uh, brisket burn-ins. I had, and I, I brought you guys in some of the uh, meatloaf as well as some of the burn-ins uh, this morning. And, you know, if there's anything that's better than fresh barbecue – it's, it's leftovers. It's two day old barbecue. Oh, yeah. That's even better. It's even better the second day than after the first day. Uh, but today uh, you're over here just messing around, or you, I know you got some event you're going to today. Yeah, so we're going to uh, shoot over to Bay Pines and do Reese Across America. One of the big things that we try to reinforce with our kids, because my wife and I are both veterans. My wife did six years in the Army, and uh, I'm about 21 right now. But one of the things that that we try to emphasize to them is community service and giving back to those who are, you know, less fortunate, whether it be physically, mentally, you know, monetarily, but then also, you know, honoring the service of those who have come before us. And so, you know, as long as we reinforce uh, that with them through community service, through charitable, you know, work and things like that, I think that they're going to grow up to at least be decent human beings or be better people than what we were. Of course, that's always the goal is to make your kids better than you were. That's for sure. I hope mine are better than I was. That's for sure. But <laughs> uh, but this event down at Bay Pines uh, does involve running because it sounded like something where there might be running involved. No, uh, not not this one this time. Uh, this is one of the few things that I haven't done where it doesn't include a, uh, a tough mutter or a, a run or something like that. But uh no, it's just uh, going out and uh, laying wreaths at all the grave sites. Both, right. both of my grandparents are actually buried out there. I have a really good friend who uh, uh, passed, uh, Travis Burnell, who's uh, buried out there as well. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we we wanted to go out this year and uh, start participating in it as the kids get older because it's hard to get a uh, ornery, you know, 12 or 24-month-old yeah. out there. But now that he's three, he's, you know, practically ready to move out of the house. So we figured he's ready to go to the least across America. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Now, uh, how long does that event go for? I mean, can the public go to that, or is it strictly just military? No, it's uh, it, it's open to the public. Uh, they like you to register uh, on the website uh, beforehand uh, just to kind of get a head count on it. But uh, it's it's open to the public. I, I think that it starts at uh, noon today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, what we were going to do after we left here is uh, the kids – 
you know, some kids love Disneyland. Some kids, you know, love, you know, amusement parks and stuff like that. My kids love Bill Jackson's. My kids love oh, yeah. Gatorland. Oh, and sure. so, you know, we're going to go over to Bill Jackson's after this so they can just run around and get some of the energy out because, you know, they, they they absolutely love the place. Get so. Derry over there to strap some skis on him and put him on the automatic uh, little uh, endless snow uh, mountain there. That'll yeah, we, wear him out for a day. It, it, what I love being back down here is my, my grandparents lived down here after my granddad retired from the military. And I remember going to Bill Jackson's when I was four and five years old and seeing that ski slope. And, you know, where the uh, gun counter is, that was there in 1984, 1985 when I was there. That's so, when I was working there. Okay. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure I was pestering you then or yeah. knocking something off the rack. Go away, kid. You yeah. bother me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was you. Okay. Yeah. yeah I knew no. you sounded familiar. <laughs> well, I was actually, I, I started out in the ski department over there. They they hired me in there as a ski tuner for the longest time. He really time. looks like a skier, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> I am the fastest guy on the mountain. When you got this much weight going down, that's inertia. <laughs> but... Uh, Anyway, I started out as a ski tuner, and my buddy Dean Earl, he was over in the gun department, and we just kind of started hanging out in each other's department, and the next thing you know, we were switched over, and Mr. J, the old Mr. Jackson, walked mm-hmm. in and he goes, Raiden, what are you doing over here? I go, well, Mr. J, I decided I'm selling guns from now on, and he's like, uh, uh, okay. And he goes, well, where's Dean? He's teening, he's back there uh, tuning skis right now, and he's like, uh, uh, okay. Uh, but of course, everybody that used to work there back then was well-rounded in every department. So mm-hmm. we, uh, you know, we could go swatch over, and then we'd have ski nights where we would actually, after the store closed, we would all get on the slope and we would sock ski and we would take hydro slides and, and and actually hydro slide down that thing. And then uh, and then when snowboarding started to get popular, we started doing that as well. But um, it's a great place to go and turn the kids loose. Uh, we're going to keep continuing to talk with Mr. Bill Burkett. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the event today. And uh, I'll give you a little suggestion on what to do after you leave over there, okay? Is that cool? Will do. Can we start eating this stuff now during the regular? No leave? doubt. Okay. Hey, if you still want to register for those Wicked Lights, we're going to give away the Wicked Light uh, the next week or two. Uh, give us a call at 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. We'll put your name in the hat. All we need is your name and number. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. I'm Brandon Ford. We'll be back. Thank you. You cannot do that. Aaron's like, we're back in 10 seconds. I got a mouthful of pork here, and you're like, no. So we're back. <clears throat> She's like, stop stuffing your face. <laughs> okay, we're back. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brady okay, Jonathan. all I got to say is you picked the wrong day to have a queasy stomach. Yeah, Bill George uh, and, and Bill Burkett uh, uh, are here in the studio. Glenn uh, headed back home. Uh, Bill is the uh, originator and... Uh, Master chef, I shall say, for uh, Porkganic Barbecue. Uh, does a lot of competitions. We were first introduced by uh, Robert from Smoking Aces, who um, you were actually competing against over at the uh, Pig Jam. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, you need to talk to this guy, man. He does great things for the veterans, and he's out here cooking, and he's raising money, and da-da-da-da-da. And we're like, yeah, sure, we'll talk to him. We don't care. Yeah, whatever. And it turned into this uh, long uh, relationship that we've had. Uh, anytime he's oh, man. Uh, out cooking somewhere, and especially if he's doing it to raise money for uh, for the vets and things like that, we're like, dude, call us anytime you want. And uh, today is no exception. And 
He said he was going to be over in the neighborhood, and I was like, man, you need to come over. We didn't need you to bring any food, but I am certainly glad you did because <laughs> Okay, so are we going to have three, a wrestling that, match in the hallway now for the leftovers or if, what? If you, if you look at loaf, the three of us, oh my we do not need to be eating anything. <laughs> you know what it is? No, you need to be eating this kind of stuff. I can tell you this much, Bill, and this is this is a compliment, so take it any way you want to. Sure. <laughs> Very. You know, you know the food is this good and this delicious when you're not actually hungry, and you eat that, eat something like that, and your body goes all of a sudden goes, you know what? You need to eat a little more of that. You need to have another bite of that. And I didn't even get any of the meatloaf, and Jonathan grabbed it first, and he's like, "Dude, take a bite of this." And I was like, "What?" And I went to go stab. He goes, "Not the big piece." <laughs> and I said, "I'm just getting a little piece." And oh my gosh, dude! I don't. I was like, "Is that pork?" Because. That is the most delicious meatloaf I think I've ever had in my life. Good, thank you. Seriously, I don't know what's in it, but holy smokes, is that good? We, uh, everything that you're eating, just like what we talked about on break, but everything that you're eating is uh, is either organic or uh, you know naturally raised. Uh, organic meat is actually really expensive, as you probably know, to uh, to get and. The, Especially when you go shoot it yourself. Ex- exactly, but uh, <laughs> you know the the regulations, you know for for making something certified organic, especially uh, meat, is uh, pretty stringent. So uh, you know because you have to have it so many miles off of a highway and, and things like that, and you what? just don't have that kind of thing. Yeah, it's uh, there, there's there's a lot of really crazy rules when it comes to uh, livestock and, and being uh, organically yeah. raised, uh, as opposed to like vegetables that you get. That's according to what, the FDA or somebody like that? I mean, because if I shoot a deer that's like uh, 200 yards off of a highway, it's not considered organic? <laughs> well, it, to me and you it is. Uh, to the uh, FDA or to right. the uh, USDA, uh, that's who it is, the USDA, uh, it's it's not considered or, organic or, you know, it's it's just considered game. But, you know, that's so... funny. <laughs> it, it is, but, uh, you know, so... We, we can't really produce a lot of our, our product in mass uh, without charging an arm and a leg uh, for it. And so uh, we, we try to get as, as, as close as we can to organic, and that's, you know, just naturally raised, no hormones, uh, you know, cage-free, you know, something like that. And uh, Now, so, how do you spell porkganic? Uh, it's a P-O-R-K, like mm-hmm. pork, and then ganic, uh, G-A-N-I-C. But now here's what's funny. We're sitting here talking about all this delicious and fabulous barbecue, and the sad part is, is you will find it in no restaurant, none whatsoever. This yeah. uh, gentleman, uh, Bill, comes in, and when he cooks this stuff, as we uh, alluded to, it's usually in a competition type setting, or you actually go do it for uh, a charity groups and things like that, like you were doing it for yesterday out there. And um, all you do is you ask for any donations or money if you do charge. You don't use that to. Uh, go buy a brand new bass boat. That actually goes back into uh, helping veterans and and guys who need the help. Is that right? That, that's correct. We we have very uh, little profit, and and what what profit that we do have goes right back into the business. Um, in fact, uh, whatever profit we get, you know, which is usually about five to ten percent, uh, plus probably about twenty percent of my paycheck uh, goes back into the uh, business. So we donate. Uh, after after overhead costs of of the meat and everything, uh, that's when we uh, uh, start donating uh, to the uh, charities that we've identified that that we want to donate to and and those that we want to help. Now, one thing that we just did was uh, I just purchased a uh, a, a camper uh, in order to help uh, streamline some of the processes that we have with uh, like washing dishes, with being able to fry up the pork belly 
in a little bit more controlled environment. Well, I saw that uh, I saw your post on that, and you were uh, you mentioned Dave Winters uh, from Black Dagger Military Hunt Club. So, yeah, Dave uh, Dave has been uh, uh, instrumental in uh, being able to uh, get some of the funds for us. Uh, uh, we did an event last year uh, where we were going to donate uh, about twelve hundred dollars to uh, uh, him and another organization out of St. Pete, the uh, Clay Baker Dustoff Foundation, mm-hmm. and uh, instead. Dave and uh, Charles Claybaker uh, said, "Hey, y- you keep the money. Uh, just put it towards a uh, an RV or a uh, trailer or, or whatever you need uh, to help uh, make your business better. To in order to you know, uh, capitalize on on gains. That's awesome. Oh, man. it's great. Do you notice how quiet it got in the room once this uh, pork started? <laughs> I'm I'm just being polite, letting the man <laughs> talk. I haven't heard a dang thing from Bill or and I, uh, and I haven't thrown any agitation. I know, <laughs> not one thing. It's like uh, and 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 it's so funny because he's over there. I'm going." I wonder how much longer Bill's going to talk. If I got time to take a bite, another bite. This is horrible. We shouldn't be doing this. Uh, but this event today, I know you mentioned it. It's happened down at Bay Pines. Uh, you know, you can go down there and uh, well, they'd like you to register first. I guess you can go find it at uh, baypines.org or whatever. It's- yeah, I think you can You can Google Reese Across America and, and uh, they have a, uh, a window or drop down uh, by location, you know, mm-hmm. Florida, Bay Pines. And uh, right. they just want you to be able to register for the event before – Families or individuals go out and you know start laying wreaths at the uh, gravesite of um, of either uh, fallen or uh, you know deceased. Uh, I don't think that, I, you know I hate to say this, but I think a lot of our uh, a lot of the people who've uh, recently moved into Pinellas County, you know, the throngs of thousands that jam up Fourth Street starting at around four thirty in the afternoon, heading back into downtown, they don't even realize that there's actually a uh, that there's actually a uh, cemetery out there. Yeah. They don't even know that. Uh, they drive by there on their way to Madeira Beach, and mm-hmm. you know they just think, "Oh, there's the hospital, and there's a bunch of woods, and it's no big deal." It's a beautiful park. If you've oh, never absolutely. been there, it's, mm-hmm. it's gorgeous. Uh, my kids used to love to go there when you were allowed to climb onto the tank. Mm-hmm. Can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we there's plenty of room, and there's it's a beautiful park. And at the end of it, you could actually, you know, in the old days, you could sneak through the mangroves and take a fishing pole, and there's some yeah. pretty good oyster bars out there. I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, the kids are over there playing. You're over there catching redfish. It's it's a good day for everybody. <laughs> you can't uh, do that anymore. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's a park setting. You know, you just have to make sure you're not destroying anything to get over access to the water. Try it out for us today, Bill. See what you get. Yeah, I sure will. But you're just. <laughs> I have uh, I have three volunteers in there the break room that's going to do well, that, that for turn me. Them loose. I'm trying to find my children. Yeah, turn them loose. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, last I saw them, they were going down this trail headed towards the oyster bar. Uh, and speaking of oyster bars, uh, when you get done with there today, dude, go right across the street. You know where uh, Bay Pines Marina is? I do. Take the kids over there, and there's a they they have a tiki bar there now. It's called the uh, Harbor Master. Okay, and they got good food there and everything. And there's I take my kids there all the time, turn them loose. If they got a fishing pole or a, a little cast net, you can go out there and catch bait and mess around. And somebody's on line one that might want to talk to him. Oh gosh, let me go push the button here. Let's see here. Good morning, sir. Thank you for calling our show. <laughs> Good morning, fellas. How I you am doing? Alive. Hey. I'm still alive, brother. Hey, it's Robert with Smoking Aces Barbecue. Oh. There we go. <laughs> how we, how's Imagine it, that. How's it going, man? Hey, tell me, tell me, please, that you're going to steal this uh, meatloaf recipe from Bill, please. I'm jealous. I'm very jealous of Bill. 
Thank I've you. had his meatloaf before, and he always does a great job out there, and I'm glad to see that he got a camper so he doesn't look like he's a, a burrito sleeping on a cot in his green <laughs> yeah, his green sleeping bag. Well, yeah. you know, he is a Green Beret, so they're used to sleeping in those well, fart yeah, sacks. I don't want to mess with that guy, that's for sure. Yeah, they're used to sleeping in those fart bags. So yeah, it's getting all good. up early. You know, the, the, the thing, though, with, with being in the Army, uh, and I'll just clarify right now, I'm not a... I'm not a Green Beret. I'm a I'm an Army Ranger. Oh, uh, that guy, and that's yeah. okay. One of those other um, wimpy dudes. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I never went through the uh, the the course for uh, to be a, a Green Beret. But you know, a lot of people you think, jumped out of an airplane, though, right? A, a, a couple of times. So that proves yeah. you're crazy. So but go right Newsflash: Don't mess with either one of them. But yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people think because I'm in the Army. Oh yeah, you, you must love sleeping outside. No, I don't. I don't camp. I'm Marriott. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I, that's why I got a camper was because I hate being in the woods. I oh hate sleeping gosh. outside. I mean, the, if there's one thing that the Army teaches you, it's how to be homeless really good. Yeah. And I don't oh, need to do true. that. Yeah. So That's true. Well, how are you doing, Robert? Are you uh, messing around uh, out today or what? How's it going? Yeah, I'm up. I'm at the steakhouse right now, and uh, we got a big catered event we're going to go take care of. And then we'll get, uh, we're doing a lot of practice coming up for the Lakeland Pig Fest, which will be the last weekend of January. I don't know if uh, Bill's going to be out there. Are you going to make a bill this year? I, or I, I will absolutely be there, and I, I think I even put on my entry form that I wanted to be next to you or the uh, Inglorious Basters. Oh. Oh, those guys are great. Those guys are great, and, you know, it's a, it's it's really stiff out there. Last year there was 130 teams. They had a kids' Q competition with about 40 children in between the ages of 8 and 12 out there competing. Nice. All the grills are donated by Weber. All the meats are donated to them. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just really great to see, you know, it's carrying on with the younger kids, and, uh, and they get really hyped up about it. They want to win. They like competing. And it's a great atmosphere. Awesome. Well, Robert, we got to well, go I, take a break. So, uh, listen, uh, uh, I know you're catering an event, but there's somebody running the restaurant today, right? If they want to come visit and get a nice steak. Yeah, you know, and there's this guy, Braden, that works at G5 that won't even come by and eat lunch hey, at my place. They don't give me enough hey, time to come got, over there. I got a real quick question for you. Hurry up. The question was, I found somebody who got a turkey smoked after hearing about it on the radio, and they wanted to know if you're going to do one for Christmas, too. Yes. Okay. Right, Quick we'll, and easy. We'll give out that information again when we come back. Is that all right? Get out of here. Yes, sir. All right. Go Thanks, on, Robert. Have fun. See you, Robert. Take it easy, man. Robert with uh, Smoking Aces Barbecue out there on uh, in Plant City right there uh, across from Stingray Chevrolet. What is that? Park Road? Yeah, Park Road. Right there on the uh, west side of the street. Can't miss it. Trust me. Just look for that beautiful smoke coming across the street. <laughs> It's awesome. All right, we're going to take a fast break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feed and Outdoors. And Brandon Ford, stay with us, you guys. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're in the studio today on a kind of a rainy start of a Saturday. Kind of dreary looking outside today, but it's going to be a nice day. This will all be clearing out. Tomorrow's supposed to be fabuloso, as well as uh, the rest of the week while we're at work. In the studio with us this morning, Mr. Bill Burkett. He's uh, with Porkganic Barbecue over in town today for the... uh, uh, for the reef uh, ceremonies down there at Bay Pines Marina, which I think is very honorable and very nice uh, to come out and hang out and do that. Bring the boys. Brought his sons over here to St. Pete to go hang out. And uh, let's get to the phones right now because I know he's been hanging on for a while. How you doing, Richard? Sure. How's it going? Uh, it's a little drizzly out here yet, but, you know. Hey, um, I know the scouts are going to be around numerous 
cemeteries putting out the reefs. And now I know grandson and I are going to be right down the road from us down on Curlew. Yeah, we got 1,200 to put out there. And, you know, hey, it gives the kids respect to see what's going on, what's what the, what, uh, and then you explain when you see the different dates and you try mm-hmm. to figure out they were, what, um, part of fighting they were in and, you know, and, you know, it's good to show, show the young kids because they're definitely not going to hear anything like that in school. Yeah, uh, not these days, not as much as you would think they would. I know that uh, I try to, you know, teach my kids all about that stuff. Veterans Day, you show up there, drive up to Bushnell somewhere around there, Memorial Day, you know, and actually see, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very quiet place. This is what it cost. And this is what it costs for you to be able to get yeah. your uh, sit around on your butt with your Xbox and uh, do all these things. I, I think that... I think there's a a lot of people in a couple of generations who have no idea uh, what it's like to have to go through that. And you know what? I will say that you know uh, that one of the good things about the scouts uh, is the fact that um, you know they teach those kind of values and that kind of thing. I know that the scouting community has been getting a lot of grief uh, the past year or two, and um, and of course with the chapter eleven or whatever they filed this past week. Um, I don't know. You know. I'm, I could probably, if I, when I was in Boy Scouts, I probably could have dealt with having girls in, in the Scouts with me, as long as they were, you know, cute or whatever. Stop it. And uh, didn't mind uh, didn't, didn't mind helping me dig a latrine out in the woods. I love to camp, unlike Bill, who uh, apparently doesn't <laughs> like to camp. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things. All in all, I will say this. The one good thing about it is uh honor and duty and uh you know the call of the pack and all that kind of good stuff you know it, it it all goes back to the united states of america and i think that's a great lesson yeah you know you got to show these kids different things you know because like I say, it's never going to be taught to them and um my father-in-law in world war ii was a photographer mm-hmm. and we and my my wife pulled out some pictures and was showing uh, our grandson and he was like wow you know he was taking these pictures and we go yeah you know then i happened to find some old pictures because i had to clean up my room to let my in-laws come in for a whole three-day pre-christmas celebration haha you know and i found (laughs) i didn't didn't know that i had a friend of mine doing research somebody in our family actually flew um bombers in world war two yeah there and we go. have we have the we have the plane we have the officer and the the um the guy in front of the plane now we just got to figure out what the guy's name is because none of the people that live in now have any clue who he is but they know he that they heard stuff about him but i happen to be the only one on that side of the family that has an actual picture of him and the plane. Wow, well, that'll that, be know. a good mystery to, to solve. That's for sure. Uh, well, now you yeah, guys but, are you going to be heading out to uh, uh, what uh, what uh, memorial? What uh, place are you going to first with your grandkids or your scouts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll be we're supposed to be up at um, Curlew Memorial Hills at eleven thirty. There you go. Trainer, shine. I already got ponchos out, and I already got. A whole roll of garbage bags to make, um, you know, the little kid ponchos. Sure. 
Garbage bags work as good as anything. That's mm-hmm. right, and they're a lot cheaper yeah. than those Disney ones, that's for sure. Well, Richard, uh, <laughs> yeah, really. go go do what you got to do, man. Get out of here. Go uh, go have fun and enjoy the rain and uh, do some good stuff with those kids today, all right? Thanks for calling. Oh, hey, hey, I got back straps coming in the mail. No one wants to hear that. No one wants to hear it. We have pork in front of us right now. It's okay. No matter what you say, it's not going to be as good as what's sitting in front of us. So, Well, my cousin got a 180-pound buck. A ten pointer up in Pennsylvania. Now you're just bragging. See, now you're just calling in to brag. This has nothing to do with back no, straps. No, I'm not. Mm. I didn't shoot thing. I wish I was there. I had no. It started off with uh, I got some meat coming in. And it's like my cousin killed a monster ten pointer. Blah, blah, blah. Now you're just bragging. Yeah, but that's not a monster for that area. Oh, well, you know what? It is for our area. So just quit rubbing it in our face. And thanks for calling, Richard. I, see, no, because I picked up two deer up in West um, East Lake area. I'm just going to have to start ending every sentence with hint, hint. Yeah, but see, I just, I talk, you know, a friend of mine does the road kill, picks up road kill, and he called me up early morning. What the heck? Uh, and, and he goes, he says, uh, this is 5 o'clock. My wife is like, what the hell is he calling for? I go, he must be someplace else in the northern county picking stuff up. So okay. I had to go pick up. All right. Here. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling, Richard. I'm hanging up on you. Hey, why you start? I Does mean, anybody remember why he called in the first place? You started it. They're going oh, yeah, to lay reefs for the Boy Scouts. You know what? Speaking of that, uh, coming up in the nine o'clock hour, Doreen's supposed to be here. We're going to talk to her about some scouting stuff and what they're looking for and all that kind of stuff. Unfortunately, she was the one. Uh, her uh, troop that uh, she's involved with was the one that you saw in the news that got uh, got the trailers broke into and uh, got all their stuff stolen out and all that kind of good stuff. So. Uh, we're going to talk to her in the nine o'clock hour. She's yeah. going to come in. Uh, oh, so that was what, one of those situations where I'm for people getting their hands cut off. Uh, if they may, catch him, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> uh, now, Bill, uh, we were talking off the air before Richard called and you were, uh, said, you know, you guys were talking about that Goliath grouper thing in the first hour and I didn't know you're a diver and apparently a guy who likes to go kill lionfish. Good uh, for you. Yeah. I've, uh, I've been diving for probably about almost 20 years. Uh, I used to teach diving. I, I thought that I would really like teach teaching diving because I really like to dive. I hated it. I hated teaching <laughs> people how to dive. Um, so I just went back to diving. Uh-huh. And uh, so, you know, a few years ago, I, uh, I really got into the underwater archaeology piece of it, you know, finding fossils, you know, mapping out things in the Florida Keys, shipwrecks and stuff like that. And, you know, that got kind of boring after a while. So, yeah, I've gotten into uh, spearfishing the past uh, year, year and a half or so. But, yeah, when we go out, um, you know, we'll see we'll see lionfish all over the place. Uh, uh, usually you have to go out about 20 or 30 miles these days uh, to see them um, uh, as opposed to just going out, you know, five or ten just because they're so, not in the shallows that much. So we're, we're being successful about keeping them off of, offshore a little bit more. I mean, the, the data that, yeah, I mean, the data that are the, the accounts that people give, the divers, you know, that, that say that they're diving in, you know, 30 to 60 feet of water, they're not seeing them as much as they are at 130, 140 feet down. Yeah, <laughs> but they used to. Yeah, they, they used to see them, but, I mean, you know, the, the lionfish problem is is, is huge. Hey, you know? hey, hey, Bill, something else that you've been seeing out there, what is that we were just talking about? Uh, something other, another fish we were just talking about that apparently got killed by red tide or something? He's talking about the, you, the Goliath. The, 
Oh, the Goliath grouper. Yeah, you know those things? Yeah. Yeah, those. yeah, I've, yeah I've there's, seen, there's none out there. He yeah. doesn't know anything about them. Hey, you just sit, sit yeah. over here and chew. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we see, finished chewing. <laughs> yeah, we see Goliath grouper uh, no all way. the time out there. You're a liar. And uh, There's none out there. Ask the VFWC. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. There's it, none there. <laughs> well, it, it it is funny because the people who are out there who are diving a lot, you you know, you talk to people in the St. Pete Dive Club and everything else. They're there. They're frequent. You talk to the people who are fishing. They they're constantly interacting with them, and I really think if they want to get their sample rate up and get the samples, we could take this five to seven year plan and get it done in a year. Exactly. In this zone. In but this I will zone. say, you got to have honest people because uh, Bill's going to sit here and lie and tell us that there's Goliath no, no, no. creeper all over the place. <laughs> if he, and then I guess this is going to tell us that there's also red snapper. Okay. D- as well. D- DNA. That's what I, I really felt like saying to the FWC. You know how you feel when the feds tell you there's no snapper? There's that's no snapper. how we feel when you tell us there's not enough Goliath. Well, it, there are none of those okay. fish left in the ocean hey, or the Gulf of Mexico. Take a break so. so you can come back and tell us about bacon jam. Bacon jam? Yes. Is there bacon jam? Yes. Wait. Bacon jam as in spreadable bacon? Yes. Oh, my gosh. We're going to take a break. We're the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Uh, Brandon Ford and uh, spreadable bacon. I I just need to know more about this. All right. We're going to go. We'll be back. Welcome back. Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden is so excited that he's running up and down the hallways because we're going to learn about... I bet you he's playing with some kids. When I said that he's going to talk about bacon jam, he had that face of that little... You know, Let me ba- go make room. The the baby Mimi <laughs> where the baby runs into the room and all of a sudden goes, oh, and turns around and runs away the other way. That Braden had that face. So I noticed he was getting the meat sweats uh, uh, right as uh, we were walking so, out. Bill, you have the floor. Yeah, so one of the... One of the things that really appeals to the public for uh, for our team is that we kind of look at the niche side of barbecue. A lot of people can get a pulled pork sandwich, you know, ribs, and, and a lot of a lot of organizations, a lot of barbecue establishments do it very well. Yes, and so we don't want to you know compete against fifty other teams, you know, for for a patron's business on a pulled pork sandwich because it's just. It's, it's everybody's got there. their yeah. Oh, oh yeah everybody's yeah. got their own and they're all they're all really good well and you're in the competition world just something i like to talk about because it's something i'm one of the people that likes to watch barbecue pit masters mm-hmm. i like to cook obviously um and i'm like you guys i love my wife for my as she says my birthday christmas and <laughs> anniversary got me a new one of the new traegers yeah. you know smokers grills slash grills or whatever and that's what always cracks me up with some of these guys as they progress and get better. It's like, well, now they've got their own rub line and they've got their mm-hmm. own spice line. And a lot of it was, if you sit there and listen to them, is they came across it by mistake. <laughs> yeah. And, and and I'll say this. A lot of guys, especially the uh, novel or novelist uh, barbecue guys, want to make their own rub. I'll tell you right now, we don't make our own rub. We have a commercial rub that we have because there's enough rubs out there. Exactly, that, because it can get expensive to to make your own with uh with all the spices that you're going to buy and and test out things. There's enough out there on the commercial market that you you can find one that you like and it, you're going to get it at a quarter of the cost of what you're going to get. So then, do you doctor it? Um, I'm not gonna 
I'm not going to incriminate myself you, on hey. the air, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying it, secrets it, of the trade. Ba- bacon the makes trade. everything better. Uh, yes. Bacon dust, um, but, but uh, yes, yeah, uh, we'll make modifications to it. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, I mean, most people do 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 a little bit of a tweak. They right. Make, it's like not a, it's not sweet enough. It's not spicy enough. It, it's, exactly. Yeah. And so th- that's what we try. But we we try to find the niche uh, portion of barbecue where people. May not experience this uh, this type of a, uh, a barbecue dish, and that's where we we get our pork belly sliders. You know, that's you know pork bellies where bacon comes from, and so you know, a lot of people first you know will get freaked out or or get grossed out by the the sound of pork belly because it, it just sounds like something nasty. Exactly, said, you know, it, it's something you eat almost every day. It's it's bacon, yeah, and it's just got a little bit more fat content on it, and so that's where we came up with our uh, pork belly sliders. That's where we have our uh, uh, pork uh, meatloaf or our barbecued meatloaf. Uh, that's where we have uh, burn-ins, which burn-ins are a little bit more common out in uh, Kansas City, places like that. You mm-hmm. don't have that uh, as much down here in Florida. And so the latest thing that we've uh, come up with in our uh, R&D section has uh, been uh, a, a dark chocolate. Uh, I love R&D. <laughs> yeah, it, they, uh, yeah, we have a, a whole lab back there. and um, But it's a... Uh, a dark chocolate uh, bacon jam, uh, and so we, we want to be part of that R and D department. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> You have to start over. I, I'm always, I'm always taking applications for R and D, and there's ever, uh, you know, the the neighbors always uh, somehow show up uh, right exactly. on time uh, for something like I that. I missed the whole bacon talk. I'm sorry, you got to start no, you all over. No, you didn't. There. He's just getting to it. Okay. Yeah, I was just, I was, I was kind of filling airtime while you were. Uh, we were laying the groundwork. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, uh, you know what I was doing? You know what I was doing? I was making hot chocolate for the boys. Uh, good. Oh, so uh, suck I up. Yep. I, exactly. So <laughs> you know, sugared up for later. That's yeah. exactly what I was doing. I was yeah. Trying to get dad to uh, give him a little exercise today. Hey, I drive a 2004 Avalanche. There's nothing you're going to break inside of that thing that's not already been broke. But uh, it, you know, so we, we, what I was just telling Jonathan was that uh, you know we we kind of cater on the niche side of barbecuing, and and one of the big things is bacon jam, uh, dark chocolate bacon jam, and so what I do is. Uh, Dark chocolate bacon jam, as in J A M. Let that sink in for yeah, just a yeah, second. Yeah, I'll, I'll let that sink in. But uh, <laughs> no, well, I got to ask you this. Yeah, I know you're going to get to talking about it, but see, I'm already thinking ahead. So, if you have this jam, could you baste uh, like a ham or a piece of pork in the jam, and then then bake it that way, or smoke it, or cook what part, it that hey, way? What part of letting it marinate did you not get? No, so my, you're 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 playing checkers, and I'm playing chess uh, <laughs> because. We, we, I am, I am doing that right now, Braden. Are you really? Oh yeah. Uh, so, so what? What I did a, a few weeks ago was uh, we have a uh, we have a store in Tampa that uh, uh, provides us with uh, pretty high quality balsamic vinegar uh, all, with uh, all kinds of infused flavors. It's all natural. Uh, uh, no, no artificial flavors, anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I hate onions with a passion. I always have. What? Uh, yeah, I, I have. Um, even as a kid, the smell of them, uh, just, just grosses me out. I don't know why, uh, in the past year, I've actually been able to, to start eating onions because my, my taste buds have, you know, changed a little bit. Cause you know, they do over time. There's and, onion, there's onion and garlic in that meatloaf that you just made. Correct? There's, there's no onion in that no range, buddy. No, oh, man. there's, there's no onion in that. There's, there's garlic, but no onion. Yeah. Um, but I have started to eat sweet onion. And so what I did mm-hmm. was I, uh, I took, uh, uh some sweet onions I sautéed them in a uh, in a cast iron skillet, and that's the that's the key right there. I, I do almost everything on a cast iron mm-hmm. uh, because it's just a game changer for flavors. And and then what I'll do is I'll chop up a bunch of uh, bacon or uh, pork belly, 
I'll put it in there with their with it. I'll let those uh, those flavors kind of infuse, and then I'll uh, pour some uh, dark chocolate balsamic vinegar in there. Let that reduce for a little bit, um, and then pour some uh, maple syrup in there, and uh, let that all meld together, and it just becomes this spread that. Uh, now that's how you caramelize onions, right there. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I ain't exactly. Kidding you. And so what what I did yesterday for for Drew and uh, his crew out there at the uh, toy drive was. Uh, I took a uh, an entire pork belly and I skinned it. Uh, I I cut all of the skin off mm-hmm. of it, um, and then I spread all that jam on the inside of uh, the pork belly, and then I rolled it up into a roll with uh, the skin. Uh, w- without the skin, I've got a picture yeah. of it on my phone actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, uh, I I rolled all of that jam uh, into the uh, pork belly, tied oh it off with some gosh. butcher string, and uh, cooked that in the uh, in the smoker <laughs> for about uh, six or seven hours. Uh, yeah, I noticed there's none uh, of that left over. No, that that was the first thing to go. Actually, <laughs> that was that was. Yeah, all get, I can think is, is people here on a rainy day. They're not looking to get out in the woods, but there's going to be a lot of people eating today. I'm telling you, man. I mean, but you think about that spread. Could you please? Just, yeah, they're they're waiting for this one to be put up because they're going to be sitting there hitting the fast forward and slow bow button. So they're like, okay, wait, well, pork belly. He this, said this, balsamic this, something or other. What was the this, other one? Was it, well, yeah. you know, pause the, it. Yeah, yesterday during the event, you know, I had. I told you I have the butcher string that's on there to, yes. to hold the roll together. I I had a guy over there that was using the butcher string as floss because yeah, it had all those few, uh, those those flavors that were fused in it, and he just had it between his teeth, just rub, rubbing just it through his teeth. It. Yeah. Yep. That's funny, man. Well, just you realize you're not supposed to eat that, right? Yeah. It's just supposed to be wrapped up around. It'll, it'll come out a lot cleaner than it went yeah. in, I'm yeah. sure. Exactly. Uh, I'm just saying that uh, when you come up with a, a recipe of that kind of a basic type thing, um, that can go on anything. The first thing I did when we tasted your meatloaf is I looked at Jonathan and I went, dude, can you imagine if you made this like this with elk? Oh my gosh, yeah. how, how unbelievable it would be. And something like that where you have a, a base that you could spread over or put on a brisket mm-hmm. or something like it, that, it would, or even chicken. I mean, I, it, just a piece of toast. Exactly. It would be dangerous to hang, for me and you to hang out together yeah. because – you're the same way I am. Like Christmas is coming up, mm-hmm. and my wife's side of their family that comes over to our house, they always look at me like I've done. I do wild game poppers, which mm-hmm. I'll do the jalapenos, oh, yeah. and I take the deer burger and elk burger, the cream cheese, <laughs> and I make like a. You know, they're all like, "Man, what?" I do deer candy, which deer candy is like the simplest thing in the world. You take a backstrap, cube it, wrap it in bacon. <sighs> And put brown cinnamon, brown sugar on it, and basically you put it on the grill long enough just to get the bacon crispy. And it's like I'm like, yeah, this is just some stuff I'm trying. And for some odd reason, I don't really have any leftovers to None. share yeah. with anybody. No, I, he did that last time. We had a big old jam over at his house, and oh yeah, candy I did fix y'all deer candy. Yeah, it usually goes pretty quick. Well, I always and have to healthy. reassure people when I'm uh, when I'm out at the competition because no one ever trusts a skinny cook. And so I have to, you know, I have to, I have to get one of the uh, bigger guys on the team to get out there and uh, sell it for me. So mm-hmm. get out front, be the big yeah. guy in the white coat. Yep. yep. Yeah, this is our own recipe around here. This is really good stuff. Well, uh, Bill, I know that you're going to get out of here and go run mm-hmm. around and do your things with the boys today. I uh, made sure they had some nice uh, Swiss Miss good. hot chocolate, so they'll be ready to go. <laughs> They're they're out there trying to burn it off on some video games right now, so yeah, that's, that it'll all be good. good. But uh, I wanted to say before you get out of here to say thank you for your service to Amen. our country. Number one, um, thank you for bringing three more handsome boys into this world that you're going to do great things with as they get older. And number three, to be able to go out today on a rainy, dreary day 
and go lay wreaths on uh, veterans' graves, I think, is an honorable and great thing to do, especially with your boys. Thank you. I appreciate so that. So thank you for doing that for us today. Yeah. Thank Amen. you, brother. Because I got to go to work. He's got to go to work, and Bill George is going to go play in the woods or something. Yeah, that's, I don't know. No, that, thanks, thanks for having me on the show. And, and, you know, the next time I, you know, if you have me back on here. No, no, um, there's not going to be an let, if. Yeah. Anytime you feel like coming in, just go ahead. And I, you, know I, what? you don't have to bring food. Well, no, I was going to say I'll bring the uh, espresso uh, bacon jam. Uh, that, okay, uh, that you will have to bring. Yeah, because because that's the next uh, ridge line is the uh, you know the bacon jam that instead of dark chocolate having the uh, espresso balsamic vinegar in there. That would be so perfect. On Aaron, beef. he's accepting your application off the air. Yes, <laughs> that'll be awesome on beef. Oh my yeah, gosh, uh, Bill, thank you so much. Listen, thank everybody, you. if you don't follow him on Facebook, you need to. He's uh, Bill Burkett. Just go and look for Porkganic Porkganic Barbecue. Uh, he's got that page there, and he keeps you up to date on some of the great things and uh, uh, charitable events that he goes through throughout the year when he's not out serving our country, doing nasty things out in nasty places. So uh, go and support him. Go do his thing. And if you ever see him out cooking somewhere, for heaven's sake, go up and buy like five pounds of stuff. Yes. Seriously. Bill, thanks again, buddy, for Thank coming in today. Thanks for having me, guys. Go have fun with them boys today. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. We'll be back.